1: And we're back. It's the Luke and Pete show. It's a Thursday. God knows what happened, has happened in the American elections. God knows what's happened under lockdown here in England. Oh, I don't know what's going on, Luke. We'll have to cover all those things on Monday. we will. We're recording this early, to. aren't we? I'll tell you what has happened in the last few days, though. Go on. Luke. I passed my CBT test. Whoa! So I can now drive a 125cc uh, motorbike slash Uh, uh, as long as I put learner plates and I'm very careful and I wear a helmet.
2: Um, This is what I'm going to give you for passing your CBT test. Oh, very
1: nice. Thank you. Very good. Mm. Um, So what's the plan? Going to get a big hog Big 125cc <laughs> hog and put I, L-plates on it and make it look shit and you, drive around. Are you actually going to get a little Vespa? Oh my God, look, I won't get a Vespa. I'll, I'll, I'll get a, a moderately priced Chinese uh, knockoff scooter. <laughs> That I want mine, being stolen But when you say scooter, you mean like a moped, not like moped. A, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah not one of those e scooters. Are you going to get an open face helmet like I said before? I've got a home open face helmet. It's a bit tight though. I'm like my <laughs> heads in a vice. I'm, I think I measured my head wrong. But they um, should be tight, wouldn't they? you shouldn't be flopping around. Yeah, I think, around, I think they? so. Yeah. You can use a, as you said before. You can
2: use like a watermelon. <laughs>
1: can,
2: you, can you fit your glasses in on, inside?
1: That's the thing, isn't it? When I was doing my my little my little well, it's not really a test. It's a course more than anything else. They, yeah. they're at to it suggest it's not a test. Yeah. Uh, but they can just not um, pass you. Th- yeah. No, I think they have to pass you if you complete it, but they can go, you're not getting on the roads. Yeah. They can stop the course at any time. So well, they just, they hobble, you. They just <laughs> hobble you. They just hobble
2: you. Yeah. We can't literally fail you, but we've broken both your ankles. So you don't <laughs> go was, anywhere.
1: It was very funny. I was with, it was me uh, and two lads, both of which were 16. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> 16 birthday. <fair laughs> time. Yeah. Yeah. And they were both like, one of them went, how old are you? I am 39. He <laughs> said, why are you driving a car? <laughs> <laughs> so what did you have uh, to do? How old was he? Were what you a little you... fucking loser I am. Were you older than the instructor? No, no. The instructor was slightly older than me. He was Brazilian. He was a lovely, lovely chap. And what did you have to do? Tell it talk us through uh, it. Well, bearing in mind, I've never been on a scooter before. I've never driven I'm, anything. I'm ever. worried for you. <laughs> I know, I, I, I've been worried I for you. I was out on the road and Listen, I was like... Peter, since you. I saw the motorbike emoji pop up in the group calendar, <laughs> I've, I've, wor- I've been worried uh, for you. Um, yeah, I'd never been on a motorbike before or, or a scooter. And yeah, we we're just toting around these scooters. And I was just like, I've never not even on holiday had I got an illegal scooter and, and so, scooted around. So I did the CPT mm. back in...
2: 97, 98, but I had a moped. Right. So I did it on that moped.
1: Yeah. What did you actually do yours on? I just gave you a random uh, moped that that I've never used before. But so, yeah, you just tootled about. And, And you know what? To my small credit at 39... I think it's harder to learn those things where it's a bit more debt. Like when you're 16, you've got no, you've got no fear. Have yeah, you? exactly. Yeah. But now you're just like, oh, I've got responsibilities. Yeah, <laughs> who will sort the have broadband you? out if I get my head squished by a bus? Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm too. Your I'm life's going- been a testament to not have any responsibilities. Though, no, good point. Well, I've, I've, tried to see them off. This responsibility will be my own responsibility of not killing myself. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was fun. But it, I, I think traveling quicker than a certain. Uh, miles per hour is, is quite a rare thing for me. Uh, so what's your of volition. When does the, when does the adrenaline well, kick in? I don't know, in? I was about cracking on for like now? 30, and I was like, oh, this is a bit fast, isn't it? Yeah. I could just, what's to stop me? <laughs> and if I'm thinking, what's to stop me? I shouldn't be, I should not True. be getting involved too, quite frankly. And did they give you the, because t- when I did it,
2: they gave you a little talk about how important it is to wear the appropriate clothing. And
1: stuff. Oh, that was it. It took about an hour to just talk about yeah. Kevlar pants. Yeah. I was like, mate <laughs> my dad
2: I don't know if I told the to listeners to this but my when I first passed my CBT my dad was mm. at a motorbike back in the day he's a big motor, motorcycling fan obviously because he's a dad and uh, he showed me what it looks like when your skin hits the gravel Lug. over a certain amount of um, speed mm. and it, to, to, to demonstrate he rubbed a peach on some sandpaper <laughs> it's not like an amazing dad thing to do yeah it really is worst of a peach
1: if anything I'd say yeah I think he ate the other half of did it did he um, but Um oh, so brown you've got to, sure you, so you got to make sure you've got gloves on and a good pair of jeans why at least. So, so yeah so gloves are like the thing that
2: your really hands go down on. when you fall off and you yeah. hurt yourself big time
1: gravel rash on. isn't good not me I'll just, I'll just I'll probably land on my feet like a yeah,
2: flip off yeah, yeah just find some grass
1: <laughs> I, f- I fell off my moped twice
2: <laughs> one was in the back um alleyway behind my house mm. Um I was on, on my own doing wheelies <laughs> and I fell off the back uh, Yeah. but no one saw me mm. the second time was much more embarrassing I was walking a girl who I quite liked at the time home mm. um, after we'd been doing something, and it was me and her. And um, she, I was walking my moped because she was walking, yeah. And we didn't have a helmet for her to go on the back. And I don't think you're allowed to take passengers. No, through, no. Yeah. And so I was walking with her, and I realised I'd left something back at the place we were at. So I said, "Don't worry about it. I'll just skip back and get it. Stay there, and I'll come back." Mm. And we were walking across a park at the time, and as I came back, I was riding the moped. Uh, back towards her. Uh, I wasn't actually aiming for it. I mean, I was coming back <laughs> to water because, you know, I'm not a maniac. And I completely didn't click because I hadn't had the moped for very long, That the grass was quite dewy. Yeah. And I hit the brakes
1: and I just slid out. Yes. Yeah. I th- I th- the if you had gone to a control slide and then just landed let, on your feet, that would have been pretty cool. This is the thing, right? You're, I meant to do it. I don't even need it. I didn't land on my feet, yeah. obviously, but it didn't look that bad because right. I slid along. Well, you should it, have just lit, a, lit a cigarette and just flicked it at the gas, the the, the, the petrol uh, tamp. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been amazing. I've got loads of these at home, yeah. and then just walked away. Yeah, that would have been amazing. <laughs> that, that, that was
2: embarrassing, because, because I'll tell you what, the story that goes like that, right, is that, I'm not going to name her because it would be unfair. I haven't seen it for years anyway, but it doesn't matter. Um, but that wasn't that bad, and mm. she still was really into me, but right. I just didn't see it at the time. Mm. And I can remember, this is embarrassing, but I'll say it anyway. I can remember, right, going around her house, um, and she was having a few people over, and she invited me around early yeah right so it was just me and her mm. and then she started saying things to me like what we should do is we should pretend that we're boyfriend and girlfriend to everyone that comes around oh and oh, i still didn't twig that she was interested in me you big
1: dumb dumb yeah
2: you big dumb could have been so different what yeah could have been my life could have been so different <laughs> for a bit yeah for, for a probably bit. about 3 weeks before <laughs> we fell out over probably some kind of we used to we had a couple of disagreements about um our favourite Oasis songs oh right okay yeah because
1: it was about 95 what was hers, compared to yours
2: I, we had a big row about Slide Away
1: right it's kind of boozy that song it's, I really it's liked a woozy it. boozy she song was, right. she was into it why because it's just going slide away, nah. did I really? yeah it's not it's not that bad actually and yeah. then as, we,
2: as we got to 16 as, go. as we got to 16 I went off to a different 6th form college no mm. she came to the same form college but we got different friends mm. and we kind of drifted apart oh. anyway that's that, I don't know where that's come from I don't but know what the, she's doing now the point, is, Donnie, the point is, Dolly, The point is, You are going to
1: get a load of hot chicks because you're moped. Yeah. So mate, how are you going to deal with that? With with um, I put a helmet on. I put the helmet on, <laughs> and even though it's not like full face, it look it makes me look like a big. Light bulb head, like yeah. it's so big. It's like um, Vic so Reeves big.
2: in um in uh, when he does the Lloyd Grossman.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, I look exactly like that. It's not cool, but uh, you know, I just, and you've got I, a finger I, for a knife in the f- <laughs> fourth <a> finger. <laughs> You're just a fake a cake maker, and it ain't got time for you. Yeah, I, I think I'm losing. Um, I've got I think I've got polyps. I can't do, do you ooh, ooh, anymore. Yeah, I, can't, I was trying to sing Celine Dion over the weekend. I couldn't do it. I think your vocal cords. Do you... twice. That's fine. You did alright right there. Yeah, but then you got got well, you got high. It's just kind of like so. There's a song
2: which is one of my wife's favourite songs called Valentine by Delays, right? And I used to pride myself at hitting the high notes on mm. that because he he sings in a falsetto, right? Uh, and I can't hit him anymore.
1: No, so it's, I think it's... I think it changes as you get older. Yeah, you do. You do get deep. Is that so it could just be. So it could be. So it could just be. I'm becoming. I'm becoming a man. Yeah, maybe. You sounded <laughs> a bit. Yeah. You, do you know Peter? that sound the, like yeah, the puppeteer of uh, Tim and Eric Horst, I'm sure He goes where he sings the song about puberty. Yeah. Puberty. Yeah. Make me fall in love sexually. Yeah. I know what you're talking about,
2: <laughs> uh, Peter. The um the, the, the interesting thing about the old vocal chords yeah. is that when we were doing the live tour a year ago, yes, we were doing. Obviously, we were doing the shows. We were doing the theatre stuff, and I was doing a lot of talking, even for me. And my oh. voice was getting—it was getting bad. Right, it was getting sore. You should have had um, five Hennekins every night, like what I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Heine man. <laughs> and uh, I started following a guy who is a vocal coach for the West End. Right, like his top top level. Mm. Um, just to see if he'd give it. Because I wasn't going to pay him, but just to see if he had any <laughs> tips on Twitter, right. and he did. And he actually said that. Um. Uh, I hope I'm not... I'm not going to name him so this isn't going to be libelous, but I, I'm, I'm 99% sure he said that um, honey and lemon, hot drinks, it's all bollocks. Mm. Nothing you swallow touches your vocal cords. Yeah, cord. no, I
1: would I It's that. all
2: about um, hydration. Right. And... Um, and yeah, staying hydrated and getting enough sleep and all that kind of stuff you'd expect normally that, that helps it. Yeah. It's nothing to do with, like, hot lemon and honey mm-hmm. and all that type
1: of stuff. It makes you feel better, though, doesn't it? probably it makes does. makes you feel yeah. like you're doing something. Yeah, feel good, look good, perform good.
2: <laughs> Stand. By the way, speaking of, um, speaking of getting older, I read um, earlier this week that according to a Norwegian study, 54... The age of 54 is generally the age where
1: people lose their passion for life. Oh, that's a big shout. (laughs) Apparently so. In Norway? Yeah. It's a bit grim up there at certain times of the year, isn't it?
2: Yeah, so apparently that one of the things they did say as well also is that you need to stay doing something you're passionate about. Right. And when it comes to having willpower, passion, yeah. and uh, dedication and positive outlook for life, you need to use it or lose it.
1: There'll always be onanism, Luke. There'll always be masturbation. That's all I I'm imagine saying. you're a man. You're probably a man who's lost your passion for that by now, isn't it? I've <laughs> done too many variations on the, on the theme. I'll never get of that. I <laughs> don't think anyone will. Kraken. cracking I think um, it's, I think it's it's up there as the best thing we can do But do you th- <laughs> yeah, It's completely free of course Completely not? free yeah. do, do you think that You'll get to
2: 50 but Still with passion Or have you lost your passion already
1: I think I hope I I hope I do Because a lot of people I know And a lot of family members Just kind of It can go to One or two ways Like my mum Gone my, my auntie, not not so much. Uh, and she just keeps she she wants she she's gutted about the lockdown. She's gutted about she she got ill uh, last week. She survived cancer, and, and she pro- probably has something to do with that, I guess. But she's an incredibly inspirational uh, person who who um you know she's a staunch socialist and she's uh, still still very politically sort of minded. And it's rare to see people of that era, people of that generation, who at that age are still quite left wing or, or you know it, 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 it seems weird because you as you know as, as all of our mums and dads they, they get a bit kind of reactionary in their older age because of things they consume but it's, they, I find that quite inspirational but my mum my on the other hand doesn't do anything she mm. just stays at home and she's just scared of anything she's very meek and I think if I was going to give one message to my younger self it's to just not worry about stuff quite so much and that's something that I learned from her I think I'm not blaming her yeah. but I'm just I think um, Could you get her a moped? <laughs> well she's got a driver licence and she she's kind of stuck not being able to see her, her, her grandkids on my sister's because I ain't getting any. I ain't making any. And uh and uh That's not your choice either, is it? You've been no, I've, I mean I've been chemically good <laughs> It was it was a, it was a law court because of the yeah. things I'd done. Now, um, do, do, um, do you want grandkids or a moped <laughs> Do you want to see me Um Yeah, and so like um, I know what you mean. People I, can I get for, more insular. Yeah, I feel so, yeah. I feel yeah. sorry for because she, she had the opportunity to to have a car and run a car, but she just never she just lost a bit of herself in, in that, and that's and that's sad. And I, th- I think a lot of older women do do, do experience
2: that. Your dad and lost a bit of himself when he carries it around his neck on the <laughs> time,
1: <on> <laughs> <laughs> but. But men have these kind of old men kind of things like pub and golf and balls and the football and and women kind of get left behind. No, but it's behind funny you
2: said that. Age. You that, but it's funny. But I think I would I wouldn't describe either of my parents in that way. Right. Just because it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't suit it, would, it wouldn't fit them. Mm. But if I was going to go one or the other, I'd say it's the opposite. My oh family. really? And my mum's a lot more sociable.
1: Yeah, but your dad's got his um he's his got his his mate restoring and pans and stuff. Yeah, he's got well, his big thing is benches now. Benches, that's yeah. right, yeah. And he's
2: got a mate who lives down the road and he hangs mm. out with his brother quite a lot. But I I think generally speaking, it's surprising to hear you say that because I think women are much better at keeping friends at an older age than men yes. are. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's fair. So my yeah. mum's got loads of friends. She's always doing stuff.
1: But but I think male friends, it kind of it, it would be fair to say that their their friendship are built around stuff like football and booze yeah. and so you have to be indulging in one thing to, to to have the other one along
2: yeah that's fair i suppose yeah so so what i'm trying to get at it so if we bracket all this together mm. what do you think the reason for you getting the moped is um, just keeping
1: your passion for life <laughs> i want to damage myself in a new way um as i head into my 40s yeah. I want to harm myself. Because I, I remember when I worked. Uh, Can't be asked to get a proper driving license. <laughs> like, that's, that's harder. Much harder. That is work. much harder, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. When, and, and to be honest, nipping
2: about London is a moped's probably a better solution. Yeah, exactly. It's probably more dangerous, yeah. but it's a better solution. I remember when I was um, doing a job back in the day, it would have been about 2008, eight nine maybe. And there was a guy who had been divorced from his wife. Right. He's about the same age we are now, mm. he was then and he got on motorbike and yep. started going to the gym and wearing mm. leather trousers and stuff <laughs> is this like a, a watered down version of that
1: well I did all my gym work in my 30s and I've left that behind so. when's the last time you went to yeah. the gym Oh probably probably at the start of this year January yeah huh. I thought, I lost you, liked, it thought the, you liked the gym I'm just happy now <laughs> I wasn't happy before. Don't look happy. I'm, <laughs> quite, I'm quite chilled
2: out No. Listen, in, uh, after that amazing news that Pete Donaldson's got a uh, got a moped. Oh, I've
1: got you? some moped, moped, moped. Who's that? Moped. I think it might be feeder. feeder. No, it's, it wasn't. It was the girl all the bad guys want. Oh, bowling for soup. Bowling for soup. Feeder is, you've
2: got a CD player, yeah, player, right, player, yeah, player. Yeah. Uh, Buck Rogers. Let's have a little break. Let's go and see Pete's uh, moped and rev it in the, uh, in the ads. <laughs> and then when we come back, we'll stink of petrol. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you investigate things like the Battersea
1: Poltergeist
2: and the Roswell UFO
1: incident. Oi! Oi! What are you doing?
0: Wrestle Me is a show where two
1: men watch every WrestleMania from 1 to 37, unpicking the multicoloured threads that tie it all together.
2: I think it's slightly something to do with the fact that Americans don't really like cell phones, do they? Right. I think they've all got basic ones, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's a big shout. It is a big shout, but I mean, there is something funny about it, like text messaging never took off in the States. Well, d- come on now. Never been big.
1: <laughs> <laughs> whether you're a lapsed fan or someone who doesn't give a flying laureate about it there's something for everyone if you can get a crowd to boo you for kicking a fabulous, a ladder, fabulous ladder and the crowd are booing yeah, love that lovely ladder we've just learned about it's a beautiful polysexual <laughs> it's ladder a, it's a beautiful and bit shabby chic creation <laughs> you climb up to it ecstasy can be found <laughs> at the top listen via Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods
0: WrestleMe Me is a Staccano production.
1: Vroom vroom. We're get back. on, get on the moped. Yeah, we're back. Speaking of
2: that, actually, uh, welcome back to the Luke and Pete. show. I'm Luke Moore. That's Pete Donaldson over there. We will be covering, as far as we cover anything, mm. things like the second lockdown, things like the American election next week. So stay t- t- tuned for that.
1: Um, <laughs> Our luquantics on the American election. <laughs> what
2: do you mind? What's wrong with that? Well, everyone's well, got an opinion. opinion. That's the point of it.
1: Yeah, but the opinion will be more uh, important on the Thursday rather than the. Like, By the time to, it gets to Monday, they'll pi- probably still be counting the ballots. They'll probably be still be engaged the old uh, Supreme well, Court will probably be saying that we're, we're in you know we're in stalemate I'll give people an update everyone else is talking <laughs> about it. we've got a show we've got to All talk about right, something we'll right. play it by ear we okay, might dokey. talk about it on Monday okie okay, dokie okay.
2: speaking of petrol yes I re-watched the entirety of Saxondale
1: oh yeah good oh, yeah brilliant. enjoyable six episodes
2: it's actually 13 episodes. Oh, I saw this in A little watched second series. Yeah. Brilliant show. Yeah. So for those that know what it is, it's Steve Coogan playing Tommy Sacks now, his most underrated comedy character in my view. Um, is
1: it not just Partridge taken to its kind of, is it just like a, like a it's like Partridge but he's just not on the telly? Because he's, he's very Top Gear and very kind of likes his classic rock and, you know, men of a certain age. Well... And, <laughs> Do you know what?
2: It's a good. It's a good point, and I have considered this, and I think my my opinion on it is people say oh that's got a bit of partridge in it he's got a bit of partridge in him that's the beauty of partridge he's in, yeah. the, he's in all of he's, us yeah yeah yeah, so, yeah and Coogan is the same human being playing him mm. so you're going to get a bit of that I liked his Gareth Cheeseman remember Gareth, Gareth Cheeseman Gareth Cheeseman was great yeah really I'm a tiger good. yeah um, to you, but Tommy Saxondale the premise is that he is a roadie from the 70s mm. who thinks he still fights against the system all the time yeah. but he's actually just a pest controller <laughs> living in Stevenage in like a suburban <laughs> house yeah. with, his, with his girlfriend and stuff mm. and he doesn't Little things that proves to himself that he's not one of the suit suit and tie mob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, the turn of phrase and this, the, the guy actually the character's really well realized. Mm. He's got an amazing. The dialogue is is fantastic. Um, he's got this sidekick this little kid called Raymond. Doesn't know anything about anything. <laughs> Ruth Jones plays his girlfriend. She's yeah. brilliant in everything. Anyway, um. And uh, Darren Boyd plays his annoying neighbour, who's great. And Darren, which is mental, right? Because Darren Boyd is actually my neighbour. He, oh, right. he lives on my road. Oh. So, so it's kind of weird sometimes when you see him knocking about. Um, anyway, it's a really, really good show. And it, 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 what it does is it leans quite a lot on the big names and big characters being peripheral but never actually being seen. Mm. So he'll talk about being friends with Nick Mason from Pink Floyd or Richie Blackmore from Deep Purple and how he did this, that and the mm. other and you'll see the occasional photo yeah. but they're never in it. <laughs> it's, it's, I just think it's a really, really well done show. It's yeah. really, really funny. Yeah, well worth a watch It, it, it didn't do... Um, one thing, it, it didn't do very well at the time and it doesn't do well now because you have to pay for it on Amazon. It's not available on Netflix or Prime right. or anything like that so you've got to pay extra for it. So it's not become part of the... The Zeitgeist
1: or anything like mm. that. I bought um, The, the Greater Showman um, and never watched it. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> I started that. the rental period and, and just, it just, I should have. Just the movie with up. Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. supposed to be good? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. It started something. I've it's not seen ignited it. ignited something in people's hats. Um, emails, Peter. Yes. Hello at
2: com. I did say that I promised, in fact, that we'd do an email about a man. Uh, having his leg filled with super glue. I can deliver on that promise now. It's Andrew. He says, um, "Hi guys, I'm in my early forties, and I still skateboard whenever possible." One of your lot, Pete. Yeah. Uh, have, you mo- have you got a mo- uh, have you got a mo- uh, have you got a moped? Uh, mo- oh is there a re- is there a reboot
1: of Tony Hawk Two? Yeah, it's one and two together so all switch? of the levels together oh I don't know whether it's on the switch that would be a good shout actually they built on the switch it's well on the switch wouldn't it um, yeah no it's, it's, it came back and they've done a lovely job actually because there have been loads of different reboots of Tony Hawk and each one has been underwhelming and shite but I, don't get I spent a lot of lockdown playing all of the Tony Hawks though so oh, when I got the on? new one I was just like I'm done I've done all this
2: I don't like the iOS thing where you have the directional pad on the screen because you mm. never know where your thumb is where do you want your direction pad though how are you going to have more? it? Not, how are you not going
1: to have the? No, I, I want it on the Switch. Oh, right. what yeah, I'm saying.
2: Yeah, yeah. i yeah, playing Super Mario Odyssey at the moment. Very good. It is very good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Anyway, Andrew says he steals skate sports, skateboards whenever possible. Uh, may, I, may or may not have a moped, he doesn't say. Most recently, I ended up coming off my skateboard and hitting the ground and taking a two-inch chunk out of my leg which left a rather deep and wide hole. One trip to the local A&E after being thoroughly chastised by my wife, and I left with a large wound filled with superglue. So the answer to your question last week is yes, they still use it, or they did on me anyway. Stay rad, Andrew. So, (laughs) I mean, I
1: didn't know they were filling wounds with it. Yeah, presumably it's special special glue that they've got, not just off-the-shelf Loctite. Imagine if we just pulled pulled it... (laughs)
2: <laughs> off, off one of those, those little hooks you get in a shop yeah.
1: just loads of super glue lined up it's incredible stuff That's one open yeah it's incredible stuff really isn't it yeah I mean uh, I like that it gets hot well is that how they do it they warm it up to make it no no the actual chemical reaction with the air or the oxygen um, kind Does of makes it? it hot do you remember that glue you had to mix I think together it helped, maybe it helps kind of plastics bind I don't really know to be honest you know the, you know
2: the, the glue you had to mix together right is that like a marketing thing
1: I don't know. Was it Araldite? Yeah. We had to mix the. Smell yeah. weird. There was there was a metal one that my dad used to have. One was in an orange and a black little kind of like it looked like a little missile. And you'd open it up and you'd mix it together. It was this metal kind of alloy kind of paste stuff. It was incredibly strong, incredibly strong. Available over the counter? Probably not. Probably not. It, it looked proper specialist look It looked real problematic you You've to take stuff. your metal in to get yeah. a prescription. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Amazing. Uh, we got an email from anonymous. Please, I caught it before we got to edit out. Hi, looking. First time, uh, long time. Apologies in advance for the length. That's what she said. Um, some of the details <laughs> of this email may be uh, slightly vague, and I will change my name for on the slash future employment sec. Uh, yes, I thought it was time that I shared my police story. Background on me, I'm now 26, I was 24 at the time of the story. I enjoy the occasional marijuana cigarette, relevant, and have a master's degree from a year studying in uh, the UK post-uni in the States. Humble brag uh, to show that I'm not an idiot. While driving my hometown located in suburban Philadelphia, I'm pulled over by the pawpaw. Um, after a fairly usual initial encounter, the officer says he's going back to his car to run my info. After about 50 minutes minutes go by, uh, I begin looking at my phone. I look in my mirror to see that three more squad cards had arrived. Hmm. Um, I'm approached by the police, guns blazing, and I realise the first officer uh, must have smelled what weed I had in my vehicle. It was rather intense having guns pulled on me, to be honest. After exiting my car and the police then searching my vehicle, I'm thinking I'm completely fucked and my future is over because weed is still illegal here. My saving grace, as they explain, uh, is that uh, there's a a program run by the police department that only exists in the specific township um, locally. As I was under 26 and I had uh, less than uh, some astronomical amount of pot with me, I was eligible. If I completed the program, my record would be wiped like nothing had ever happened. I was obviously jumping at this opportunity. The program entailed bringing one parent to a meeting with the police chief and the rest of the programme members. Uh, think meeting the teacher night, except I am grown and it's the police. Uh, we had to visit a morgue and I saw actual bodies. Huh. That, I mean, that's scared straight kind of bollocks, that's isn't it? for full on, that, yeah. yeah. I had to be analysed by an addiction uh, specialist who uh, would determine if I needed uh, extra counselling. It's a bit heavy-handed all this, isn't it? Yeah. had to meet in a group for counselling with other programme members led by a recovering addict. Attend a session at the local courthouse where a drug-related case was being ruled upon. Had to call the chief of police on the first of every month to check in and I was also ran, uh, subject to random drug tests I mean I, to jail. I don't think the police and the police chief will be necessarily into this particularly yeah. the program what's he calling me for the chief of police I've got loads on the programme lasted nine months if you felt a call or report for any of the activities you'll be arrested and charged with the original crime I made it through and I am now on the right side of Johnny Law enjoying weed in a more discreet manner he's not learned anything no he's he not learned anything anonymous I, I reckon that the police officer in question made this up. <laughs> yes, exactly. And
2: every time we called the chief of you police got a ring, and speaker, but they muted it. <laughs> so we had to say how oh, sorry he was
1: for the whole department. Oh, man. That, that is very heavy-handed, very heavy-handed. Very heavy-handed. For a little bit of a wacky-backy. A little bit of the sweet Mary Marijuana gin. Don't need to include the
2: suits of her majesties for that kind of stuff. I know, right? Don't know in the US today. A lot of places, they don't even bother. Waste of time. Um, what about this from Billy, who says, uh, Hi, guys. Following on for your chat about working in hotels, I thought I would share this little tidbit About six years ago, I was working in a hotel in Yorkshire, which was about to be closed, flattened, and turned into a housing estate. We had no guests, and most of the staff had left the hotel, leaving a skeleton crew to tide us over until we closed. I took over the role of night porter.
1: Night Porter. The
2: most deviant of all the jobs. Uh, and was the only member of staff on the premises overnight. I was told very explicitly by the old Night Porter that 3am every morning I was to go into the cellar and turn a big red lever and return at 5am and turn it back again. Right. I was given no reason for this. Yes, My night shift mostly consisted of grabbing some cheesecake from the kitchen. checking myself into a room. Don't don't check yourself in. There's no point. There's no one there. Just go in. And having a grand old snooze through the night. Needless to say, I did not turn the lever. One day, I came in for my shift to find the ceiling above the reception and back office had collapsed and been completely flooded. (gasps) It turns out the lever controlled some sort of boiler or water pipe. I wasn't really paying attention. And by not turning it, I had been slowly flooding the hotel. The place looked an absolute wreck and the computers in the back office were trashed. (laughs) Luckily, the manager wasn't asked as the hotel was closing the next day. The last I saw of the manager, in fact, he had nicked the commercial conveyor belt toaster from the breakfast buffet. (laughs) (laughs) A bulky bit of booty. Yeah, along with a few bottles of gin and drove (laughs) off into the night. Nice. At this hotel, I once also served Graham Pole. Oh, the referee who famously gave a player three yellow cards without sending them off at the 2006 World Cup. He ordered two pints and I thought it would be hilarious to give him three pints (laughs) and say, I forgot that I poured the second one. Anyway, I chickened out of this and just gave him three pints. So he Um, probably thought I was just an idiot.
1: Uh, Keep up the good work, Billy. That's spectacular. I don't know if I'd like to work as a night porter on my own in the hotel. Oh, I'd very much like to as long as I wasn't asked to do anything. <laughs> I've always One word, four syllables, Donaldson, masturbation. Exactly. Yeah. Check myself in a room. It's the first thing you do, innit? Yeah. Um yeah, I think I I would very much like to be a, a night pot. I'd very much like to be security. I just think I'd get a lot done. Not nothing to do with my work. Yeah. I'd just get a lot done. Watch a lot walk of around, TV shows. Watch yeah. a lot of TV shows. I'd maybe learn language. You wouldn't learn language, <laughs> would I don't know. Maybe develop a, an effective I'd track watch. and trace system. <laughs> None of this stuff would happen. I would watch a lot of YouTube. None no, of this yeah. stuff
2: would happen. Um, I want to do one more email very quickly because we've got so, so many good ones this week and I don't yeah. want to, um, to leave anyone out. This one's from Dave. And he says, I want to share that I worked in the supermarket after leaving school. That's another thing we were talking about. Uh, One day we came into work and there was a putrid, fishy smell all throughout the store that was so bad uh, they were forced to close it. Upon an investigation, it was discovered that a dead octopus had been hidden in a quality streak tin on the <laughs> confectionery aisle. The rotting octopus had started to dissolve through the bottom of the tin, which caused the sudden smell to be released. Why would it be rotting through the bottom of the tin? I don't know, maybe like acidic or something like that. Mm. It turns out an old colleague in the store who had been fired around six months prior was behind this octopus revenge plot. <laughs> and it was the most exciting thing to happen in four years of working there. Keep up the good work, Dave. I mean... No one's bought a quality octopus. street in six
1: months. <laughs> I find that's a bit I find hard to be. It must be the summer. An octopus. Yeah, <laughs> that's absolutely rank. How'd isn't you get it? it in there? Yeah, it would really stink. You wouldn't really know where it was coming from. I, t- <laughs> I told you, my mate Lewis used to bombard me with fruit and veg. Yeah, if he had bombarded me with an octopus,
2: I think it would I would That would have flipped me over the edge. Only right if again.
1: it had stuck to your face, like. <laughs> yeah, it
2: sucked, it sucked that would look pretty cool. On. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, each octopus tentacle's got its own brain. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very Apparently nice. They're very intelligent octopus. Well, d- how many how many tentacles do they have? <laughs> Primitive biologists used to think they might, in fact, be from a different, completely different solar system or whatever. Right. They, okay. They, they weren't quite sure what they fit it into the um, animal kingdom. They do look very unique, don't they? Yeah. Same with the Venus flytrap, I believe. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Do you like do you like octopus?
1: Very much so. I think it's probably one of my favourite meats. I would say. Is it a meat? Yeah. Yeah. I like um, calamari.
2: I don't, I don't like the octopus tentacles. It's very dry and cloying to me. Nah, well, only if you've not cooked it. Unless you've overcooked it, maybe. I don't know. We went for a nice meal in Lisbon, you and I, once. Mm-hmm. And there was a load of courses. And the octopus course was genuinely one of the most disgusting
1: things I've ever tasted. <laughs> and it was like a Michelin-star restaurant. We had, um, I don't think it was. Was it Michelin-star? It was very good. We had um, We had cuttlefish. I had cuttlefish for the first time in, in, in Lisbon on that trip. And it was fucking great. Yeah. And now every time I see cuttlefish, I'm like, I want that. I'm like a little parrot. I'm like, I just want a bit of cuttlefish. fish. Keep it in the quality street, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Let's
2: go home. Yes. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, uh, as mm. is the custom. Have a lovely weekend. Stay safe. Look after yourselves in lockdown. I know it's not easy. We're all in the same boat, though. Uh, we'll get through it together, and we'll hopefully have a nice Christmas. We'll be back on Monday anyway, we'll try and keep the lockdown chat to a minimum to give people a little bit of a departure, a little bit of an escape. Mm. Pete will hopefully have bought a moped by then, no? Hopefully, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have done that. Yeah, yeah think think so, great. yeah. So we'll get some information. On that. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll speak to you then. So hello at com is the email address. Leave us a review on Apple Podcast if you like the show. And also the most powerful thing you can do is tell your pals. We'll see you next time. Stay safe. Look after yourselves and each other.
1: Ta-ta! This is was a Stakhanov
0: production and part of the Acast Creative Network.
2: Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you